Welcome back, back to, to An Uncomfortable Truth. Today's episode is sponsored by Kane Footwear. Kane's mission is to create products that help renew and optimize people and the planet. Kane is a recovery shoe. The Revive is made from Brazilian sugarcane, and I honestly live in these down here in Florida. With all of my workouts and all of the on-the-go lifestyle that I have, I can wear them around town, after a tough workout, run, or just simply walking on the beach. Finally, I'm so happy that after all these years, there's a stylish EVA shoe. Thank you, Kane. And you guys can go support by checking out KaneFootwear.com. Okay, you asked for it and we're super excited to bring it to you. This is the first episode in our Forever Foundation series, the relationship series that Kevin and I will be doing together. This is going to be how to become a partner worth having. We hope you guys enjoy. And we're off. Are we off? We're back. Okay. You can see that our setup is a little different than yeah. last time if you're watching us. And if you're listening to us, maybe it sounds a little better. We've got a couple of different methods that we were trying to test out. Um, we decided we thought we'd be more comfortable hanging out on the couch versus sitting um, in our two random chairs in our office. Yeah, so. being squeezed on a one little yeah. computer screen wasn't really what we wanted to yeah. do. So. Um, yeah, so... You know, as with any new venture, well, you guys will watch us get better every episode. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna grow with us. You're gonna be a part of it as we uh, figure out what we like to do the best. Yeah. Um. So today's episode number two, technically in the series, because we were we're recording it second. Well, two in our podcast history, but number one of our series we're calling Forever Foundations. This will be our relationship series that we're doing together yeah i'm really excited about this series in particular because there's a lot of experience uh in life that had had to take place the way it took place for us to be able to come together and have a conversation about it and mm -hmm. we just want to share that with you right by yeah. no means i just want to let you know like we are not relationship experts <laughs> or coaches yeah. like their relationship therapists or anything like in that capacity at all again like this really just comes from our life experience yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes that's enough because, sure. you know, what we've had in conversations with other people's thereafter, our conversations and experience started happening. Um, people had a lot of questions that we had for ourselves internally and we'll mm -hmm. get into those sort of things. Um, and we've been able to share. So we figured we'd make a little series out of it to show you guys what it is that we're doing that's been working. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really important to reiterate and preface um, is that, you know, Kevin and I have really only been dating officially since October. <laughs> so we're not even like, you know, we don't have like 10 years of relationship experience together. I think the thing that makes, and I want to touch on that a little bit too as we get into what we're talking about. Um, as I was getting ready, I was just thinking about that and it all leads back to why pay attention to us, why listen to what we're saying, and why be invested in, you know, realistically, this is kind of like we labeled it as a self-help, like advice type of podcast, because um, we don't, our intention is not to just sit around and talk, although that's what we're doing, because it's what we're good at. Our intention is to add value to your life and give you something that's tangible, practical, that you can relate to and utilize as a tool to grow. So, um yeah, I think the thing that's really important is that, like we have said in our um, introduction video, is just that Kevin and I are the type of people that are incredibly self-aware. We're very observant of things that happen around us, um, and we are intuitive. 
incredibly intuitive. So when it came to us um, starting our relationship, I can't hear anything out of the left side of my headphones. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, technical difficulties. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So, oh, there it came back. That's weird. Um, Don't buy cheap. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Amazon products. And in case there's a company out there that creates like good headphones and podcast mics and stuff and they want to send us some for free or yeah. down please please um but yeah so just to kind of step backwards uh Kevin and I when we got into our relationship um just right from the get-go it we came out real hot and it was um not with any naivete at all we I feel like this is probably the most mature and honest relationship that I've ever been in for sure but also have witnessed amongst my peers and indefinitely amongst my parents who would be you know like the example to lead by right as a kid growing up so um yeah just to kind of put that out there that's a that's a big thing when we first started talking we were just like skip the bullshit and go straight to the meat of it yeah it came out swinging <laughs> and you know when and, and we spoke about it a little bit on the last podcast how uh my relationship ended and you know at that point i was like well let me talk to somebody and mm -hmm. little did i know that we would begin how we began but then once i saw who you were and what you stood for and what you were doing with your life and you began to I mean, I'm not sure of the exact timeline now that we're looking into it, but the more I got to know you and what you went through, mm -hmm. um, it really, you spoke to me without mm -hmm. even having to talk about it, mm -hmm. right? Talk about who you were, what you were doing, mm -hmm. but like you just carried this um, presence and passion for life. And I, it, 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 it opened the door for me to realize that everything that I had gone through in the years prior mm -hmm. when things weren't good was a, a time period for me to figure out who I was. Mm -hmm. Because when I do look back at those, those moments, you know, if I didn't, you know, figure out who I was and what I wanted with health and mm -hmm. life and all of those different things, then, you know, little would I know who I wanted to do that mm -hmm. with. And yeah. I think that's a big part of, you know, starting a relationship or like we said, building a foundation of a relationship yeah. that each individual must know who they are and what mm -hmm. they stand for, what they want out of life for themselves yeah, and not rush, even yeah. though we jumped right into this. Well, thing. that was a big thing that I was really worried about with you is that I had been single for two years, like, or had been divorced for two years when we met. And um, I had dated casually and then dated semi-seriously. And um, I was definitely looking for someone who had been in the same boat. Like someone fresh out of a relationship would have been very low on my list of ideal partners. <laughs> and um, I think that that speaks volumes to doing the work because you can also, I could have also easily been like, oh, I want to date someone who's been single for a while, but that doesn't mean that they were putting in the effort to become the version of the person or the type of partner that I wanted to actually be with. So that kind of goes back to taking some like, just being flexible with your expectations too, where knowing what you want is incredibly important, but also understanding that some flexibility may be required in order for you to end up with the person that you want to be with and vice versa. Like, for me, it was important for me to be single and to be healed and to be like be to become a partner that you would have wanted 
because you were like the ideal person that I'm thinking of that I wanted to date when I was single, it was incredibly important for me to be like, okay, I need to not jump from relationship to relationship or partner to partner or whatever it is. Like I need to figure out who am I because I had been in a marriage for 10 years. So I was like, I need to figure out who I am unattached to another human being in a relationship because now I'm going to be single and <laughs> like I need to know exactly who I am. So that's kind of like the premise of our episode then today. And we have a few parts that are going to be in this series. And that's kind of the long-winded beginning of today. <laughs> Today's episode is um, being be, being a partner worth having, basically. So self-identification, self-awareness. And um, that's going to be kind of, I guess, what we chat about today and the importance of evolving to the person that somebody your perfect counterpart would actually want to be with and i love that you say it that way right because a lot of people are out there looking for this perfect partner when mm -hmm. the truth is they don't know who they are mm -hmm. and you know we've spoken about this before people bounce from relationship to relationship to yeah. relationship dating the same person mm -hmm. without even knowing who they are along the way yeah. so why not pause for a second and take yeah. a step and look at that look back at your life to see who it is that you were living as but yeah. then take a moment to look ahead to see who it is that you mm -hmm. want to be. And once you visualize that, then you can backtrack to form a plan to take those first steps on acting, not just thinking and, or worrying or being yeah. anxious about what this person's life is going to be like, what other people may think about mm -hmm. this version of yourself, but just taking a step in a direction that makes you feel confident on mm -hmm. the inside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me personally, that is what happened over the last two years of my last yeah. relationship, which was also a 10 year long <laughs> relationship, mm -hmm. um, engaged, uh, the bulk of that time period. Um, and we'll get into, well, I don't, I don't necessarily just want to talk about that, but it, it okay. is, you know, a part of who I am and yeah. who I've become. And in that, in the last two years, right. With starting with COVID and the global pandemic, mm -hmm. it was, uh, it, it was a, a moment where I said uh, many people's character will not um, be developed but it will be shown mm -hmm. right it wasn't going to be a time where people grew into the person that they wanted to be but they would really show their true colors yeah. and unfortunately uh, you know for some people like they shut down and lived this life of fear mm -hmm. and uh, for me, I'd said I wanted to take this as an opportunity yeah. to do more of what I loved, what yeah. I dreamed about. And I dove all into my work. Mm -hmm. I went into my work and when we started Hidden Summit and we grew Hidden Summit. And in that, I found a passion again for helping people in a different way that I could create and surrounding myself with amazing people to make sure that we can get people to a place where they can think clearly on their mm -hmm. thoughts. And this paralleled my own life. Yeah. However, you took your own advice. I took my own advice. <laughs> so sometimes it works out. <laughs> However, when I shut the computer down, I was alone in my own my mm. own home, and it, it was nearly tragic. Right? There was yeah. just there's no intimacy, no connection, mm -hmm. and it was it's something that I mean you and I now know with our, our love languages. And mm -hmm. I highly recommend that if you are with somebody, you take the test and yeah. you really. We understand are, where the other person's coming from. We are going to do an episode on what it's going to be the last episode of this series, but we are going to do an episode on what we do to connect to one another. So, like, 
the love languages test. We've taken personality tests. I just made him take um, sex, sex test. Yes, yeah, sex, sex personality we type. We took a sex test that I passed with flying <laughs> passed colors. Passed with flying so. colors. Um, sex personality test. So like your type of, I don't know, sex personality type. So like, are you romantic? Are you like dirty? those yeah, kinds of spiritual things. Spiritual was another yeah. one. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot of different things and tests and conversations that we've implemented into our relationship to understand each other better. Um, a lot of that is being willing to be vulnerable too, but continue. Right. But it, it comes yeah. back to, you know, in that time, like when I was very passionate and being moved by my work, there was a lot of things that weren't being fulfilled for what I desired for myself with being able to give love the way I wanted or receive it the way I wanted. Uh -huh. And, and, you know, it really made me look at the future, right? Uh, at, at that. Do you think that that was a compatibility breakdown between you and your ex? Or do you think that that was a lack of communication? Uh, I think it was both. Right. I think there, I mean, I am not innocent and in not like communicating sure. and like totally understanding yeah. her love languages at yeah. the time. Absolutely. Uh, and it was something that maybe it was self-sabotage, you know, for, mm -hmm. for in some aspects. But mm -hmm. the truth is like when we were young and we were dating, we had similar lifestyles and we yeah. were enjoying that. That's what we based sure. the majority of our relationship yeah. on. However, our vision and our values in life were mm -hmm. completely different. And mm -hmm. as you grow and you live with somebody and, you know, it's this repetitive cycle with like less energy or less experiences happening uh on the day-to-day -day, right and less yeah. learning with one another um then you just stack COVID on top of that in new york city in the middle of a global pandemic yeah. um it was a recipe for like an implosion of a mm -hmm. relationship that you know and she was the one who left me right yeah. And I'm, I'm the one who's like, this is going to work because things were getting better, but mm -hmm. apparently they weren't getting better <laughs> too little too late. I know that I'm at well, fault. Well, you were feeling more happy and fulfilled in your work life. And so that was making you more optimistic too, probably, right? Sure. While as she maybe felt like she was drifting further and further away from you because now you're doing something and becoming someone that was unrecognizable to her. Right. And I, I mean, I think there was a lot of, I mean, again, this isn't what the conversation is about, but no. I mean, it goes both ways, right? Yeah. Like I think you have a must, rogue mustache hair. It's yeah, what, we like, what we like, right? Okay. Got it. I got it. It's good. Uh, <laughs> thanks for everybody watching on YouTube. Yeah. My mustache oh, yeah, is, now, is now fixed. Um, so, you know, th I just think that with the two of us, it was a long time coming and we were two people for a very long time where we were like, this is, you know, we said we were going to do this. This is what we need to do. It's how mm -hmm. our parents were raised. Like, this mm -hmm. is the way it needs to be. And, you know, we, we can say, right, that we were, I mean, I can say, I won't speak for anybody else, that I know that there, there was unhappiness very mm -hmm. much so at the center of that relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a lot more just frustration uh, on both sides uh, than that anyone ever needs to go through. Yeah. So that um, exit right the the separation uh i what i did i was like we were set to go on a trip and i, I was told the morning of that she wasn't coming and oh. i was like oh okay we just went out to dinner last night and that was a nice dinner but and then mm -hmm. she said she's not coming back and this is over and i was like oh uh. this is news 
so I did go on the trip and I met my brothers uh, up in the woods. Ah, she was supposed to go with you. Yeah, because, mm. uh, you know, my sister-in-law and my brother's girlfriend were going to be there too. And it was yeah. this weekend that we planned. And uh, I decided to go anyway. And I went up early by myself. Mm. And I um, just spent some time. Mm-hmm. Like, like some hippie shit. Went up into the yeah. woods on a hike by myself and just sat there and mm. listened to myself. And I realized that I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. She wasn't happy, mm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I can, in that moment, I can choose to be upset, or I can choose not to be upset about this. Yeah. And that's easier said than done, right? Sure. Um, but then, well, for if it was really easy to just choose what you wanted, everyone would just choose what they fucking wanted all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what we need to work on. Technically, we can, logically speaking. We can. Um, but we are yeah. emotional beings, and that is much more <laughs> difficult to take action on than it is to be talked, spoken about. Sure. Um, so, I f- and, and, and on that walk, I, I was just going through the woods, and it was a short hike, a couple miles, but like just, I knew where this like very cool overpass, overlook mm-hmm. was, and uh, I got there, and I just did nothing. <laughs> and I don't, couldn't remember the last time I actually did nothing. Like building mm. this company over the last couple of years and travel and helping mm. so many people and bringing out coaches. Um, I just sat still in silence. Mm-hmm. And I realized that things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because I knew who I was more than ever and what I wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. And if I can just be me without having my guard up of mm. worrying about somebody else who, you know, where the compatibility was gone, who we, like, we developed into terrible communicators, like, yeah. beyond the point of return. Yeah. Um, if I can take my experience from being in a position where I didn't do very well and learn from my mistakes, then I can 100% be with somebody eventually, right? Mm. At this point, I wasn't like, oh, who am I going to go, like, date next? Like, who <laughs> am I going to marry tomorrow? Yeah. No. Um, it was just like, hey, I, I know who I want to be, and I'm okay with this moment. Yeah. And I'm going to let it process how it processes. And I think a couple hours later, you, like, commented on an ice barrel post of me sitting in an ice barrel, and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to talk to this person who talked to me about potatoes a little while ago, and pretty sure I was like I need to go back and read exact read exactly what I said but I was like um why does this turn me on when I watch you do this or something yeah. <laughs> I think it was a very forward flirt like, well this is positive timing <laughs> and at this point you your ex had broken up with you literally the day before and I still had no idea that you were even in a relationship and so I was hardcore flirting with him, not knowing, and he was not flirting back. And I was, I'm just the kind of person that's like pretty relentless if I want something. <laughs> so I wasn't going to run away and hide because he didn't respond to a couple of, a couple of other messages that I had already sent him. I was just going to get more aggressive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, look, I, I thank you for that, obviously, <laughs> every day. I love you. I love um, <laughs> but again, like I, the whole point of me, this opening section is that without knowing it, I was able to figure out who I was by focusing on what was important to me. Sure. 
And I don't feel like I had the time and space to do that beforehand because it was about mm. work and rent and dating and mm. fun and doing all these things and being social yeah. in New York City, mm -hmm. right? As a twenty-something-year-old, yeah. and then you get in a relationship and and like energy is high and lust is there mm. and. You know, one thing leads to the next, and it just makes sense to move in together and get a dog and get engaged. Like, and it did in the moment, but sure. you never pause and, and and make a decision about like, what do I want? Yeah. Because you think you want it, but like, what have I done for myself? Yeah. And I was actually talking with a, a friend of ours, Jared, and him and I were talking about this beforehand, and uh, his grandmother said to him something that I'll remember. He told me, he was like, look, you never make any big decisions in your 20s, so that's your time to fuck up. <laughs> yeah. This is his grandmother. For and then real. he's like, you save all of your tough decisions and your life decisions for your 30s because you <laughs> kind of figure it out a little You're bit more. You're a little bit then. smarter then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we all want to grow up so fast. And, sure. Um, Freedom is exciting. As soon as you get out of high school and you go into college or you go into the real world or whatever it is and you're not necessarily maybe living under your parents' roof anymore and you're running around doing all kinds of crazy fun things and you think that you're a big grown-up. Yeah. But you don't have any life experience. I'm still not a big grown-up. Let's <laughs> be fucking honest here. None of us. I don't think anyone ever becomes a big grown-up. Right. Um, I mean, so that's how I found myself. Yeah. And before we get into, like, the initial conversation connection about, you know, what happened thereafter, I mean, your story is... I think, like, just way cooler than mine. Like, the like, yes, like, tragedy in the sense of love and separation and what happened to you, but, like, how you explained it to me was just so exciting to see, like, what happened thereafter. You know, how did you go? I don't even from... remember how I explained it well, to you. Well, you're just going to have to tell the world now. <laughs> hopefully, <I'll>... hopefully the <laughs> stories match up. <laughs> don't worry, I'll say that they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know got married really young yeah I um I started dating my ex-husband when I was about 20 years old and um 20 21 and uh we got married when I was uh 24 and we were so we were together a cumulative 11 years and we were married for I think eight so earlier when I said 10 I meant married for eight together for 11 and um, we did the kind of the same thing. It was, you know, um, getting a long, you're in a long-term relationship, okay, get engaged. And there was a lot of um, external pressure for us to get engaged. Everyone thought that we were um, really good for each other because we were complete opposites, which apparently I needed someone complete opposite of me to be happy because <laughs> my mom was like, this, my mom said this specifically, and mom, I love you. This is no knock on you because she listen, she'll listen to this. But she was like, you're just really <laughs> high strung and he's very calm and chill and he's just a good balance for you. And I was like, okay, in my mind thinking, all right, I must need that because I must be just too high strung and too neurotic and I needed someone to Yeah, you're tw 20 out. years old and like mom yeah. knows best, right? Like let me sure. listen to her. No offense, mom, I love you, but my mom has two failed marriages, so maybe not the best person to take advice from. And she would be the best, she would be the first person to say, don't take that advice from me either. But when you're in your 20s and, you know, there are adults older than you that you have, you know, grown up with and they're giving you advice, then you must believe it to be true. 
typically. So anyway, um, yeah, I got engaged, got married, got a dog, got a house. Um, my sole purpose felt like, okay, I want to be like the best, coolest wife ever. Like I remember saying that to myself. Like I was all in on being like the ideal spouse. Um, and to be honest, you know, same, well, same thing. Like you said, you, you start making then decisions for the greater good instead of yourself. You stop going for things that are going to make you happy. And I think that's so incredibly important. And I, you know, have said this before through social media. So if you follow me, you paid attention to that too, but it's not your partner's job to make you happy. It's your job to make you happy. And it's their job to support your happiness. And that's how, for whatever reason, my face is very itchy. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm like scratching all over. So that was really important when Kevin and I started talking. I was like, you know, I, or just me, I guess, when I became single then after getting divorced, and I'll go back to the story, but to highlight this so I don't forget, it was super important to me to start dating someone who had their own life that they felt very fulfilled in because I wasn't going to come in and try to be someone's catalyst for happiness. I would like to add to your happiness and I would like to support things that make you happy, but I want you to have a life that you already feel fulfilled in and I just want to add to it. And so, okay, good. (laughs) So anyway, to digress, uh, yeah, so there were, I guess it was kind of the beginning of the end and if you're in my life already, you already know this story, but in 2018, my ex-husband and I were set to move to France for me to go study for my master's. And um, at the very last minute, he backed out and I lied to everyone about it and said that it was a mutual decision and that it just didn't work out. And the airline had, like, (laughs) coincidentally, the airline that I bought our tickets on um, went bankrupt and so they canceled our flight. And then there was just like, you know, a couple of other things that lined up that realistically probably were signs to not go through with it, but I was really devastated. And I tried very hard to come back from that. And I did forgive him, but I never forgot the fact that I never got to experience that. And the, the bigger thing was that he couldn't forgive himself. And so we went on for a couple more years trying to make things work and trying to get on the same page. But the reality was, just as you said, we got together when we were very young and our lifestyles aligned at the time. Um, but our our morals and our values and our expectations for the future we just wanted to live different lives and so it was this push and pull of like who's going to make the other person happy who's going to be the one to step up and do the work and neither one of us I think we're both willing to do the same amount of work I don't want to throw anyone under the bus so I'll just say both of us <laughs> <We're> well <laughs> and so um yeah that was it so I was like look well, there was one specific night where I was just sitting on the floor sobbing and there was really no remorse for um, the actions that had been taken to cause me to feel that way. And I was like, I'm done. This is it. I'm not doing this anymore. And um, up until that point, I had been re- felt really shameful and guilty that I even wanted a divorce in the first place. And so I continued to push myself through to try to make myself happy and make us both happy. And, um, it just wasn't a two way street. So, well, I mean, 
that's not exactly how you told me. I feel like you left some details out. Um, <laughs> you took a trip. Mm, mm. Talk about the trip. The trip. Okay, yeah, sure. So I took a trip. This was 2019. This was coincidentally the trip that Amy and I became best friends, soul sisters. Sup, Amy? Sup, shout out, Amy. Um, so, yeah, actually, it was my first time ever flying alone and taking a trip by myself. Amy and I um, intended to go out, and we did visit a friend together. However, I decided to go to California um, about 48 hours early. Have you ever been to California before? No, I'd never been to California. Desperately wanted to visit California. My aunt lived there for several years, and I always wanted to go out and visit her, but really couldn't afford it and couldn't take the time off of work to actually go do it. So I never did. And um, so... Can we pause there for a second? If you do not know who you are or if you've never just done this before, Mm. 10 out of 10 highly recommend going on a trip to an unknown city by yourself. Yes. Bring a carry-on, rent a car, and just go do it. Yeah. So I rented a little Airbnb. I rented a Mustang. That was a shit show, too. Yeah, that was a shit show, too. (laughs) Rented a Mustang convertible. Flew by myself to LAX. Took an Uber to a very sketchy um, parking garage. Picked up my Turo rental. And drove it to Santa Monica. And stayed in Santa Monica for couple of days but actually it ended up being 24 hours by myself because of the airbnb situation was I, actually you know my flight got delayed and i got there much later that's what it was anyway so i'm staying in santa monica i get up early in the morning i'm i drive over to the beach and i go for a run on the beach and if you've never been to santa monica you can run on the beach and look at mountains and it's really cool so i'm running on the beach it's beautiful there. I'm looking at the mountains and I'm like, okay, like me being by myself and doing this whole thing by myself and running by myself and just reflecting much like your moment that you had on your walk in the woods. Um, I was like, this is what I want. I want to go on in life by myself and figure out exactly who I am and what I want to do. And I'm not giving up any more dreams and I'm not spending any more time being unhappy. And that was that trip was definitely or that moment and that day was definitely a catalyst. Me having gotten the courage to go by myself, go figure this out, travel by myself, go on this little trip, be in this. I went to dinner by myself. Like I didn't meet up with anyone that I had friends in the area and I just did it all by myself before I went and picked up Amy. And um, I realized like you did that epiphany you had. I was like, everything's going to be okay. Like I can be by myself. I can figure this out. I could absolutely be happy traveling the world and doing all of these things by myself, 100%. Um, All the things that I had put off previously because my relationship did not allow for space to explore opportunities like that. And um, so then I pick up Amy, and Amy and I drive about four hours in the car together, having only previously spent time together in person one other time for a very short period of time, and then communicated, you know, on the phone, so anyway, Amy and I are traveling together and, and it's a four and a half hour car ride and we are just pouring our souls out and deepest, darkest secrets out to each other and um, falling deeply in love. I always say like she's truly my soulmate, sorry. But um, Amy is truly my soulmate. 
And um, that was when I realized that there were so many missed opportunities in my life and so many relationships that I wasn't forging and opportunities to just be truly who I was because I was so concerned with being someone else's some, something, somebody. Yeah, and I really, to what you're saying, the, the, there are so many parallels. I don't even get into it with mine, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I think that I've learned more about myself every single time I've traveled alone, mm-hmm. eaten alone, worked out alone, walked alone, doesn't matter if it's in the city or on the beach or mm-hmm. a hike. Like, when you are just trying to bounce from person to person or you're in a relationship and Codependency. you're... Right, serving yeah. somebody else before serving yourself, uh-huh. you forget who you are and you identify as the other person that you're with as a couple but one of the things that I want you to walk away with today is that you need to go live life by yourself yeah and identify as who you are and how you want to live and then bring that to the other person to form that foundation of what it is that you guys will both do together yeah right I think, you know, that's why I wanted you to tell the story, mm. right? There are, there are parallels. Oh, you absolutely. You traveled to a sit place where you haven't been before. I had been to this place before, but not yeah. alone. Sure. Um, you went out to eat by yourself. I went out to eat by myself. You went on a walk and just had nothing to think about but you. And mm-hmm. you took in the world around you. Same with me. And you just, you, you, you can pause in those moments to say, huh, everything's either going to be okay or, or it isn't going to be okay. But yeah. guess who gets to decide that? you do yeah and that's it yeah because well and I think so many people get held back too from even experiencing those um epiphany moments because they're they're captive by fear like they're not even willing to do it like I could have easily just been like yeah I'm just gonna fly in the same day as Amy and just pick her up and just focus on our trip but I was like I need this like I need to go by myself and do this like of course, I was terrified. Like, I never have done, never flown by myself. Like, I'm pretty independent and confident. But even at that point, I really hadn't traveled a lot on an airplane to places, especially not places I'd never been to before. So it was an incredibly new experience for me as well. And that, I think, is the even bigger thing, is that that new experience, the positivity and... Um, you know, the, I don't know, the fear, I guess, of doing something new, honestly, typically is what kind of lights up, turns on that little light bulb in your head, like, holy shit, there's so much to be discovered, and we say this all the time, like, everything you want's on the other side of hard, but, like, most people use fear as an excuse not to do new things, when in reality, the fear, the fearfulness is kind of where the beautiful things happen. Yes, the fearfulness is where the beautiful things happen, but I would challenge anybody who says they're afraid to do something that they don't even know what success feels like. Mm-hmm. So they're just more comfortable not doing anything sure. versus challenging themselves and failing. But the only way that you fail is when you stop trying. Yeah. So by you not doing anything, you're actually failing worse than if you tried and then just lost because you would learn a lesson and be able to grow and seize another opportunity from that experience in that loss. And you know what? For me personally, like I'm not as successful as I want to be. I know you're not as successful as you want to be. So Mm -hmm. you can't say that you fear success in life, in relationships, with yourself, in business, whatever it is, your career, your family, unless you just relentlessly try with consistent effort Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And that's when things started to click for me, my work. And then I was able to pause and put that towards me personally. And now we do that with one another yeah. together. Well, and that was a big thing, too, when I... So I got divorced. I got fired. 
and I moved out of my first home that I ever purchased all like within 90 days of each other. That'll test you. <laughs> that will test you. Moved in with my grandma. Shout out, mamma. Moved in with my mamma. Got fired by someone who I thought was my friend. I worked for her for a while. Um, I was the last person to find out I was being replaced. And then I was asked to show up and train someone else for two weeks. Um, started my... Did you did you do it, though? <laughs> I did do it. Um, I needed to get paid. I wasn't making any money in my business yet. Figured that out quick. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I had no other choice, honestly. And sometimes that's the best position to put yourself in is your back against the wall. God, my nose is so itchy. <laughs> sometimes that's the best position to put yourself in is your back against the wall and you have no other choice but to go forward because you literally cannot back up. That's the only position where you will ever, you as in the general you, me, like that's the only place I'll ever get anything done. Mm -hmm. If things are too easy, I make it harder so I get things done. Yeah. I just, it's just, whether it's a good habit or procrastination or, Mm -hmm. you know, I overthink, but the idea is like, if it's too easy, it's, it's, it's too easy and I want to make it harder and I find that my back's up against the wall and I have no choice but to do this one thing to put food on the table. Yeah. Right. Or do whatever it is we need to do for said situation. That's when it's going to get done and get done the best. Yeah. Now I had all this time to figure out who I am in my professional life. I'm no longer working for anybody else. I'm starting my own business. Who am I? What does that mean? I'm single. So I'm no longer dating anyone or or married to anyone. Still legally married at this point, but we're not together. We're not talking um, and we're not seeing each other. So now I'm single. Who am I in a relationship? I started at a new gym. Who am I in this new environment? And I got to completely re-identify who I was in the world and now show up exactly how I wanted to. But it took a lot of effort and time for me to figure out who that version of Lacey was. Because up until this point, everyone knew me as Jared's wife. And I worked for so-and-so. And um I went to this gym and I trained this particular type of fitness and that was my identity. People knew those things about me. And so now I had a blank slate with just a lot more life experience. So, I mean, in finding yourself, right? Like what was it that you told yourself or did like take an action on to understand who it is you wanted to become right because mm-hmm. you could have gone through it sulking and saying this is bad and I don't know who I am but that's not your character right so sure. in the process of figuring out that there's more to life and more to Lacey mm-hmm. um, what was it you know that you had to go through and take action on to you know take the steps to where you are now because that's the, you know we're yeah. still talking about like finding yourself mine yeah, I mean like tactically yeah like, mine, what did I do mine happened like during the relationship yeah. and then I had a choice to make thereafter and yours happened after the relationship like mm-hmm. it, it just take it took place and then you had to make a decision so regardless yeah. of which way it in order that it occurs you know things need to get done yeah. and what was your thought process through that all sure well I started saying yes to a lot of things that I wouldn't have said yes to before. And um, part of that was education. I was learning a whole new industry. So I was surrounding myself with, well, I guess the biggest thing was surrounding myself with a bunch of people, new people that had new things to teach me. 
but absorbing that and then being able to like consciously reflect too so I had a lot of time to spend by myself now I wasn't cooking for someone else or going out to dinner with someone else like I was doing everything alone and so I had a lot of time to reflect on all of these things I was doing learning a new industry uh, meeting new people at a new gym uh, getting to know them and my friendships were evolving now too lots of friends were communicating with me and trying to help me figure out you know who do I want to date what does that look like specifically Amy you know <laughs> we're talking about like who does an Enneagram 8? You know, who's compatible with an Enneagram 8? So now we're looking at, like, what kind of person do I want to date? What does that look like? But I was what type of person do you not want to date? Yeah, (laughs) not want to date is more specific. Yes, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, now I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to run my own business, I want to be with someone that understands that. So probably someone who owns their own business. That seems ideal to me versus someone who works for someone else and has a set schedule because – they're not going to understand the effort and requirement that my running my own business requires. Okay. Now I'm in a, you know, fitness is kind of whatever linear or not linear, but like, um, parallel regardless. Like if you're in the gym and you work out and you're passionate about your health and your fitness, that's good enough. It doesn't matter if you do CrossFit or, you know, jujitsu or whatever bodybuilding. Doesn't so if matter. I just took bar classes all day, like you'd be okay with that? I mean, as long as you no offense it's really hard but like, as long as you the, were as long as you were happy with your your level of health and can't even say it with straight face <laughs> no probably not <laughs> if i was a professional figure skater i'd be okay with that too because that's really impressive yeah it is super impressive but i'd be at the ice rink all day yeah sure in florida yeah <laughs> that would be challenging <laughs> um and now I'm going to, you know, move into a new area of town. So I, I have an apartment and I live in a new area geographically. Do they live close to me? That was important. I want to be able to just close my laptop at the end of the day and meet you for dinner. I'm not trying to date someone long distance. <laughs> See how that worked out for us. <laughs> I, so, was, I was doing really well <laughs> until that point. There was a lot of podcasting and reading and vulnerable communication with people who had my best interest at heart. So not closing myself off, not sitting in my apartment alone, crying, um, binging Netflix reality shows and drinking myself into oblivion, putting putting myself out there in the world and having vulnerable, honest conversations with people. Yeah, and I think that's part of it too. Like if we were able to slow down and like know what it is that you want because you made a list to say like, well, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And that's enough to get started for most people. It doesn't have to be a huge list Mm -hmm. because you're not going to take them all on right away. But then you notice it wasn't about who you wanted to be with. Yes, that was some of what you just explained. But it was more so along the lines of what it is that you wanted for you. Like what would... What would make sense for you as you knew who you wanted to become and the path you wanted to go? Yeah, and as I started thinking about, and I truly did have a list of, like, my ideal partner. (laughs) But a lot of those things... It was literally me. It was was Kevin. (laughs) And a lot of those things on that list reflected he would be proud of me for X, Y, Z. He would um, encourage and support X, Y, and Z. Like, it was so much less about he's 
six foot one and has a beard and is muscular. Those things were important to me. However, like trietary. So it was like yeah. primary things and secondary. Yeah. And then like, he must have a beard. Yeah. So much more of it was about, you know, does he support me as a human being in the phase of life that I'm in? Also, it would be, he's willing to grow with me and not, you know, do this or, you know, we were able to sit down and have conversations about where life is going. Honest, vulnerable conversations that aren't uncomfortable and, you know, um, uh, combative. Yeah, and I think we're going to get more into that than the sure. next step of this series, right? Yeah. I don't want to like, do deep dive into that. No, right no, now. but I just mean like um, um, me. So when I was identifying what kind of partner I wanted, right. I was like, I need to then be a version of me that he wants to do that for. Right. So that's where a lot of my um, motivation to continuously grow and become better and work on myself was like, if I want Kevin, let's say, you know, Kevin embodies exactly the kind of partner I want, I have to be a version of Lacey that Kevin even wants to be with. That makes sense. Because if I'm a trash bag and Kevin's an A+, he doesn't want me. Yeah, and I think, like, that's a good place to pause and say, like, sure. if anybody out there wants a version of someone for themselves, but they aren't upholding the lifestyle that said person would want to be with, then I will gladly say that you have no right to be upset about it. Sure. Right? Because if you spoke to me and then you were like a trash bag and you were out drinking every single night and sure. you know you weren't working your ass off I and was you weren't going to the gym, I would have been like, who was Working this? a Probably terrible would've. job that I complained about all the time. Oh, and that's what brings me to the story I was going to tell you. And I know we're getting kind of long in this episode, but I think that this is a good conversation to have. Um... I want to share one more thing. So I had pretty shortly after my ex and I um, officially split up, we I started dating someone. And we dated for about three and a half months. So other than that, I had only dated someone else exclusive. I, when I say dated, I mean exclusively. He and I weren't seeing other people besides each other. And we had a lot of chemistry. We had a lot of fun together. Physically, we had chemistry. Like, we would laugh. We enjoyed a lot of the same things. However, like, same Netflix shows and same, not even the same type of fitness, but, like, same type of music and things like that. So we had a lot of chemistry in a lot of areas, but I constantly found myself thinking, man, like, him complaining about his job all the time is, like, just fucking do something about it get a different job like I got my own job problems like I can't be listening to you complain about yours all the time like okay so he doesn't he isn't self-motivated to go out and get another job okay red flag right um when we were it was if there was like family things or friend things I often was not invited to those things like I was being kept a secret and I was like well you know he just got out of a relationship not that long ago either maybe he just doesn't want people to know huge red flag right so we had a lot of chemistry, but we had very little compatibility. And this is something you and I talked about in the beginning of our relationship because we I listened to a podcast episode I shared with you where it talked about the importance of compatibility and chemistry. And so, you know, on paper, this person or, you know, the way that they looked was really great and our chemistry was there, but I constantly found myself wondering, like, you know, okay, or thinking if he just did this or if he just did that or if he just behaved this way, he'd be perfect. 
And so I was constantly like, I, I realize it now and it worked out for the best that he broke up with me. But like, that was something that was really hard for me as a single woman out there. If you're, if you're thinking about this and you're trying to date, because I know it's fucking tragic. I've been there. Um, if he does not, if he, if you can't see him supporting and loving and being involved with the version of you that you want to be, he's probably not right. I think that goes for both sides. Sure. Right. I can only speak for being a woman. Right. I think it's the same way, right? Yeah. If you, uh, I think chemistry and compatibility, and we will get into the mm -hmm. communication side of things, but really, and we can even talk, you know, do a version of what compatibility means to us. Sure. Um, as well. Um, but to get started, right, that compatibility begins with knowing what your lifestyle is, sure, and mm -hmm. then the, what you value and for yourself and what, what you're living up to every single day, and then mm -hmm. where does he want to go, yeah. right? And if that person aligns with you on those big picture ideas yeah. and goals, then there's a likelihood that the compatibility will mm -hmm. be in a better position to have success yeah. than if it's just a flame and a fling. And those aren't yeah. bad either. Look, if you're not no. looking to date and you just want to go have fun, fucking go do that. Yeah, sure. You know, good luck. Let me know how it is on I the tried dating app world. I tried, to, tried to convince me. I tried it. to convince Kevin so hard to get on the dating app before he started dating. I, I had me. a, I literally in that same week, I had a buddy send me like some exclusive celebrity dating app, and he was like, "Kevin, <laughs> you would crush on this thing, man." And he like sent it to me, and I was like, "I have no fucking desire to go talk to any of these people." Um, zero. Yeah, zero. Just don't have time for that shit. Um, but that's where we are today. But if that's what you want, mm -hmm. fucking go sure. it. Did dating mm -hmm. apps for a long time. They suck. Yeah. Um, there was something that, oh, I, you know, and I was often, and if you follow me on social media through my single period, you know this, that I was often sharing quotes and funny conversations and things about being single and navigating being a single woman. Um, but I, I read a quote that was like, you have to, if a person is right for you, you have to fall in love with because people oftentimes fall in love with someone's potential, who they could be in the future, right? Um, you know, if they if they got a job that they just really excelled at, then they'd be great, they'd be perfect. Or if they could just get their health and fitness, um, you know, if they would just could just lose 20 or 30 pounds and, and be happy with their body, then they'd be perfect, right? So people are oftentimes falling in love with the potential of who this partner would be. And I don't remember exactly how the how the quote was phrased, but mom, my mom keeps calling me. <laughs> um, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but it was like, you have to fall in love with the person your partner is now and who they will become in the future. Even though that person is undefined, we don't have a crystal ball. I don't know who Kevin's going to be in five or ten years. However, what I see in Kevin now and the person that I'm just totally obsessed with and I love right now, I know that five years from now, I'm going to love that Kevin too because I'm in, I'm in love with the version of the person that he is right now versus who he potentially could be five years from now if he just got a little better. Yeah, and, and that's, not, that's not to say like I don't have things to work on. We all do, oh, sure. right? But the idea is like that understanding of who I am comes from me showing yeah. mm -hmm. every day who I am and where I want to be. Yeah. And it takes part of my actions to do that. Sure. Right. And the other half of it is me looking back and realizing that I 
do not have a perfect past. There mm -hmm. are a lot of mistakes, and we don't have enough time for those today. But well, we it, all do. And <laughs> if you think that you, you know, if you think that you were the perfect partner and you were in a relationship and it ended and you weren't the cause of any of the problems, you are very fucking wrong. Right. right we are all the root of a problem or two. Oh yeah. We, we definitely are. And Extreme ownership. Going going in and, and, and understanding those, right? And knowing that there is a subconscious chance that it might come back, right? And doing daily practices to be a better person for myself, be a better mm -hmm. lover for you, yeah. being a better partner for you, mm -hmm. and being a better, you know, other half yeah. for our future is super important to me. But if yep. that's not top of mind, right? then that never happens. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of work, and that's who I know I want to be today, sure. and that's why this works out so well. Yeah. Right? So far, so good. Yeah. So. I know that was a little long-winded, but I think it's good to share some of our story in there, too. Yeah. And I think, you know, with everything that we touched on today, you know, if we're going to recap real quick, you know, understanding who you are as a person becomes before any... If you're single, knowing yourself inside and out should be top priority before you get into a relationship. Yeah. If you can't predict what you want or how you would react in a certain situation or you know what your goals, your expectations are for your own future, you cannot expect someone else to give a shit about any of that for you. I think you said it better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, at the end of the day, knowing yourself from the inside out right today and then where you want to be yeah. and then bridging the gap between the two to do what's necessary and take action on getting there you don't need to be there by the time you're dating someone no. but if you have an understanding of what that is and you're working on it Active. you're more yeah. likely to find that person to help you get there For sure. versus support you fully yeah. with where you are today well and growing together with someone who admires and is inspired by and supports your goals and your dreams for your future I mean, that makes it even more fun to work on them. Yeah. And that's what we've got. Yeah. That's why I said it. Awesome. So what are we uh, going to leave them with? What are we coming back with next time? Give them a little sneak peek. Yeah. So next week. So today was kind of a roundabout way of our story and saying, you know, being a, becoming a partner that you're worth having or being a partner worth worth having. Starts with you. Starts <laughs> with you. Next week. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe, maybe make this a little more concise and a little more outlined. But... Um, identifying your perfect partner yeah and that's where we're gonna go next so yeah appreciate y'all listening in yeah to another episode episode number two on our way to a million that's the, <laughs> the plan we got a long um, way to go but thanks for listening to an uncomfortable truth and we'll chat with you guys real soon yeah see you later see ya